0: Hello, and welcome to The Tish. I'm Dina Weiss. Tzara'at, often translated as leprosy, is a very mysterious disease Nobody really knows how it comes or why it comes, but there's much more clarity on the other end where we see the Torah putting a lot of emphasis on the proper way for the person who had tzaraat to be reintegrated into society, the sacrifice that they need to bring in order to heal themselves, not just physically from the tzaraat, but also spiritually and become a part of the community once more. And the person who was afflicted with tarat has to bring a very unusual sacrifice, a unique sacrifice. The primary elements were two birds, a bit of a cedar tree, a red woolen thread, and a sprig of hyssop. The birds are not unusual. We generally bring animals and birds as parts of our sacrifice. So we're gonna focus on the three components that are unique to the person who has tzarat and is being reintegrated, the cedar tree, the woolen thread, and the sprig of hyssop. And the Oye of Yisrael actually splits these last three into two. The cedar tree on the one hand, which is a large, majestic, strong tree, and the woolen thread and the hyssop on the other hand. The woolen thread is called a tola'at shani, a literal worm of crimson. So we have this sense of that is something low that crawls on the ground. And also the hyssop is a small soft bush and the hyssop is associated with humility and being pliable. So we have in the sacrifice of the person who is being reintegrated from Sarat, these two opposite tendencies. One is the strength and the height of the cedar tree And the other is the lowliness and the softness, the weakness even, of this little worm of thread and the sprig of hyssop. And the Oye of Yisrael says, the reason why the Mitzorah, the person who had tzarat, needs to bring all of these components is because they're actually the main components of tshuva, of repentance, even though we're not entirely sure how or why tzarat came to this person, and the rabbis safely assume that it's some kind of consequence of a sin. And so the obvious Yisrael says, when we are talking about the person with tzara'at emerging from that state, what we are actually talking about is tshuva. And in tshuva, you need to have these two elements, the height and strength of the cedar tree and the lowliness and vulnerability of the little sprig of hyssop and the string of red. Some of these components are more intuitive than others. It makes a lot of sense to me that in order for me to do chuva, I need to think of myself as a lowly worm. I need to tap into the part of myself that feels like a shrub. In order for me to do tshuva, in order for me to repent, I need to heal myself of my arrogance. I need to see myself as I am and feel bad. I need to feel low. I need to feel humble. And that's what I need to do tshuva. But the Oiv Yisrael says that is actually just half of the picture. You do need to have that element of humility, but you also need to have the strength of a cedar. You also need to see yourself as tall and strong, and confident, and capable. So according to the of Yisrael, what it means to do tshuva is to actually bring both of these components together. We might think, right, that in order to become a better person, we need to be self-critical, self-deprecating, seeing all the things that we do that are bringing ourselves and others down. But the of Yisrael says it's equally important for us to see that we are capable of being better, that we deserve to be better. Chuva is not just for the weak and the meek, it is also for the strong and the confident. And the of Yisrael's teaching reminds us that when we do chuva, it can't be just from a place of feeling like we are worthless failures. Because if we go too far into that place, we will not get out of it. Chuva is actually not about being depressed and being defeated. Rather, tshuva actually comes from a place of believing in ourselves, of seeing ourselves as people who can and should be asked to do better. Tshuva actually comes from a place of confidence and self-assurance. We need to remember who we should be, and we need to feel that it is worth our while to try. element of self-confidence, a feeling of self-worth being necessary for the process of tshuva, I think is also really important when we are in conversation and relationship with other people and trying to inspire them to be better. When we give critical feedback to someone, it's actually not helpful to them to just say, here is what you've done wrong. You should feel bad about this because that is not going to encourage them to grow. They're just going to think about themselves, oh, I'm bad at this, I'm a failure, I'm no good. Instead we need to frame it both for ourselves and for the person we are speaking to in terms of the constructive. I know that you're capable of being better. I have seen you do better and use their cedar side to get them out of the trap of feeling low and feeling incompetent to a place where they're inspired to tap into what makes them strong, what makes them great, and to become the people that we know that they can be and that we can be. According to the Oyev Yisrael, The sacrifice of the person who is being healed from tzara'at highlights these two elements that are necessary for a successful process of tshuva. We need to have these two qualities in balance, lowliness and humility on the one hand and arrogance and confidence on the other. Tshuva is a process that requires the humility to be willing to change, but it also requires us to have the confidence, even the arrogance. To believe that we can. This episode was produced by Sam Greenberg, Effie Unterman, and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chabinski for recording and editing this episode. Music for the Tish is from Hanna Raskin's debut album Raza Capella, produced by Rising Song Records. <laughs>